Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by Strava Craft Coffee. Remember to use the promo code DNVR25. You'll save 25% off your entire purchase of that CBD infused, deliciously rich, and potentially life altering Strava Craft Coffee. I'm your host, Drew Creaseman. I'm the managing editor of DNVR Rockies. With me, as always, is beat writer Patrick Lines, and on this episode, we discuss the Colorado Rockies dropping a series by a set of they took one of the four from the Arizona Diamondbacks, made the first and fourth game close. Uh, second one, not so much. Third one, not so much. Their W was not exactly a close game either. We'll go through uh, what went well up at the top here. It might be slightly shorter segment than the what did not go well uh, part of the conversation. I'll tell you what went well for me was I drank a lot of Strava Craft coffee this week (laughs) for those games. Like when they play the Giants late, and this is the weird thing. We went and looked at the schedule. There's only like three times all season when their getaway day is also a night game. So we never got that day game. So it was just night, 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 night. And until we finally got a day game, which was a little bit later at 2.10 start today on Sunday. So Strava helped me get through this uh, in, in more ways than one, thankfully. CBD has these healing, power, healing powers to kind of get you through a two and five you know, road trip and, and yeah. like no other. So yeah. thank you, Strava. And once it starts to wear off. <laughs> <laughs> then, you, then you open up that hot peak ipa try to get through this trebek brew your seltzy whatever you got out there with us but uh yeah okay so <laughs> like i said silver linings magic the rockies did begin this road trip with zero road wins and now they've got two huh they more than doubled <laughs> i mean technically it's it's an impossibility it's to an go infinity. from zero yeah what is that not even yeah. it's, it's undefined it's not a thing yeah. undefined yeah but it's it's impossible right they they were able to do that against a san francisco giants team which if you haven't been paying attention is the best in the world apparently all of a sudden apparently. at least in the national league and what's going on in the division and you know did did say that the Diamondbacks were were pretty darn good. I would have hoped they would have been, at least been able to split it. They were in a lot of these games. Yeah, you look at the final score and you say, all right, lost uh, you know by a, somewhat of a large margin, but it was four four there in the eighth inning with uh, with it all set up for Daniel Bard to come on to maybe try to get two innings. Didn't get the job done today on on Sunday. They lose eight uh, four, but uh, you know they were competitive, which doesn't count for anything, unfortunately. But uh, they they do like to keep things interesting. We'll say that the Rockies are keeping things fun straighting, fun straighting, fun entertaining, well, interesting, yeah. funsters training. I, I, I will highlight the handful of guys here in just a minute who did have very good series because while the team did not play well, I was I was kind of writing the uh, I'll have a series wrap for you guys who are subscribers on the, on the site in just a minute, and I just sort of like what didn't go well. Well, the hitting wasn't particularly good. The the pitching wasn't particularly good, and the defense was especially bad. So I guess those are the, all the parts of the baseball team. But there were actually individuals um, who had very good series, very good road trips, and, and we'll talk about that in just a second, Patrick. But there is the overall silver lining of the one thing that you and I talked about before the season started, and I'm going to keep coming back and hitting this because it's funny. Like, they're walking this very fine line between what you think is most prudent, which is you're not going to be good, Lose as many games you can get the first overall pick. It's better for a farm system anyway. What does it matter if you win 64 games versus 70 games? You've whatever. What right? And yeah. what I want, which is 
young players to improve and play well and show that they belong at this level, learn from their mistakes, those types of things. And right now we are seeing both of those things. So it's like, I guess in that way, that's kind of good. If you're rooting for that first overall pick, <laughs> there they go. And typically when when teams tank properly, and I mean, even when they tank just in general, we don't officially know accident. if the Rockies are doing that. Yeah, on accident. It's more of a trip and fall than it is a <laughs> tank. It's like, right. whoopsie. Uh, the, the Rockies have scabbed their knees. Let's just say that they've tripped more than they've intentionally tanked. But in a lot of these tanks, again, these teams intentionally know that they are are not going to field a great team. But look, they've got prospects. They're not going to kick out the door. The Cubs did it, and they had you know Anthony Rizzo. Uh, Astros did it. They had Jose Altuve, who had maybe superhuman powers. We'll never know. Uh, actually, maybe we do know. But nevertheless, <laughs> you've got these young guys that come along. So it does allow you to have your cake and eat it too with, with the young guys, with McMahon. And and Ryan Maltapi that we're seeing and Garrett Hampson, the top of the lineup was really solid, you know this this entire weekend series and they definitely seemed to pick it up once they got out of San Francisco and, and you have some young guys, uh, two major league debuts happening this weekend uh, for guys you know getting getting the call up and and making their first appearance in purple. So um, again, there's a lot to be excited about. We know there's a lot to be frustrated by, and to be disappointed by, and to be disgruntled by. That's obvious. No one is going to tell you to not be that because we understand. Uh, we definitely yeah, understand that. But you know what? It's you, Do that on your time. We're going we're gonna to try to at least silver line. It's a silver lining podcast. Silver lining's playbook, silver lining's podcast. How there you go. That? That's nice. Um, yeah, right. We should, we should at least have that for a segment because that's how it's going to have to be like, like – and I've said this many times before, most baseball fans, we've had this conversation when it comes to tanking. You know, you wake up every day and you know when the baseball game is going to be on and you just want your team to win. Like, that's just what you want, right? And that's not happening very often right now for Rockies fans. And it's probably going to continue to not happen very often. And so they're going to be silver linings. I think the biggest one, obviously, for uh, this, we have it up there, the, the our draft I, king of the game. Why don't you let me say this? Okay. You know, just in case. Just for in those case. for those people out there that listen, yeah. Maybe they don't want to admit that they listen or are proud or whatever it is. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and say it. Patrick Lyons, the draft king sports book, king of the game, undoubtedly, is Mr. Ramel Tapia, El Cangrejo, who goes I think he went uh, again. It's hard to keep track, even when you, when you have the box score in front Three of you. In this one, Three four, for five. Yeah. He was four for five, five. I think, on Saturday night. Did yeah. have a hit when he came in late on Friday night. So the dude was, uh, again, I, I, I'm tweeting about it, but it's hard to remember all these numbers. Again, all of them are singles. That's okay. Fine. Collect them singles, my man. Because right now you are in the top 10 in the National League in batting average. You're going to finish the game. Uh, he finishes today batting 320, uh, 801 OPS. I mean, what more do you want in a leadoff hitter? He's really showing, you know, that he can put it together. And as as much as, you know, when, when younger, inexperienced guys come up and make their debut, and you go, well, we'll see what happens. You know, when, when the pitching adjusts to him, can he make the adjustment and this, that, and the other? And it's a flash in the pan. It doesn't mean anything. Look, there are some guys that might not hit for a ton of power. But if they're hitting, that has got a lot of value. And Ryan Maltapia can hit. Whether or not the power even fully develops, he can hit. 
It's been tap time all weekend in Phoenix, and that's why he's Sunday's DraftKings Sportsbook king of the game. El Congrejo, the King Crab. Yeah, you you love to see it. Uh, he he went over four in the first game of the set, and then after that, still collected nine hits, I believe. Collected. Keep collected. saying that, please. I'm a, you know, Keep saying that. He's the hit collector. Man. That's what he, <laughs> he does. collected a ball in the outfield in a nice diving stop. <laughs> yes, he did. He collected a great. couple of stolen bases in this yes. game. Yes, a key was... stolen base. That if he doesn't yeah. stick stolen base, then uh, Hampson single it just moves him over. Right. You know, he goes from first to third. Instead, he goes from second to home. Rockies tie this ball game, and they make something happen. I love that Shana's reporting to us really quick in live time. She, she's she got the post game on saying, Bud Black said that Story's x-rays were negative. We came on a little early today. Oh, so. no, negative. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, that's, that's good, right. right? Okay, yeah, right. the whole doctor yeah. thing. It's Seinfeld reference. Ah, right yes. So if it's positive, it's <laughs> actually is a negative anyone response. anyone who didn't know that distinction, a heart attack for a second. So that's excellent news. I figured they would be. It looked potentially rough, but not, yeah, it looked precautious. He just looked more annoyed than anything, and yeah, <laughs> yeah, we, we know that. <laughs> uh, so, so that's good. But uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that and about CJ Cron in just a minute. But I didn't want to get off the top of you just before mentioning, yeah, yeah, the that whole sequence and right before that, you know, a lot of times people talk about the the separation between does does batting average matter? Can't we really just look at on base percentage? And you know. Another guy who kind of quietly, except for the one part that was really loud, but just continues to be good is Dom Nunez, right? He had the big grand slam in the blowout. Um, Dom Nunez is actually leading this team in OPS plus because his slugging has been fantastic. His rate, great, because uh, he doesn't play all the time. And when he makes contact, he gets an extra base hit, more or less. Um, he's leading the team in WRC plus. But if you want, or, and OPS plus, those kinds of stats. Uh, you know, but he's only hitting like 220, right? Ryan Tapia, you mentioned 100 points of batting average. That moment late in the game. Now, the Rockies don't win the thing, whatever. We're, we're, we're living in a hypothetical where they've got a good bullpen and they're competitive in Ryan Tapia. We're talking about that situation, right? But you've got a runner on third. Charlie Blackman's just come into the game and struck out. You're down by two. Runner at third, two outs. You want a guy who can get a base hit. Rymel Tapia's ability to draw a walk does you no good in that particular moment. His contact hitting singles ability, that's the and, – and he does it. He hits a single, scores the run, then, as you mentioned, steals the base. Garrett Hampson collects a single, and your speed ties the game at four. Uh, that's the kind of thing Rymel Tapia is going to make a big, long MLB career of doing, whether it's here in Colorado for a long time for somebody <laughs> this guy's going to collect a lot of hits and score a lot of runs and yes so his walk rate is only up a little bit from what it was last year but most importantly and this is the difference between you know having a high batting average and thus on base percentage versus not he's striking out just under 12 percent of the time and he's been very consistent with that we saw Jonathan Daza kind of going neck and neck with him. I think when we uh, we had Drew Goodman on earlier this week at one point, and Daza is now, I think, in this this road trip, he struck out like 30% of his at-bats. Uh, that ended up being the you know the, the straw that broke the camel's back for, for Sam Hilliard. We'll get to some of the transactions that transpired. He, of course, uh, was uh, demoted down to AAA slash the alternate site for the time being. But, but Tapia is putting the ball in play, 
And, and in his other at-bats, he's just not striking out. He's just putting the ball in play a lot. His batting average on balls in play is pretty much lower than what it's been his entire career. It's only 321, whereas the last two years, 392, 341. So he's not even you know getting the benefit of the doubt on a lot of those plays where he was in years past. He's just putting the ball in play, hitting them where they ain't, and that's a skill that you don't see that often. And he's using his legs to make up for the difference of that. And I, I have no problem with that because – that is something that you know can can be built upon. I think the power is going to come along. I mean, shoot, look at a guy like Mike Trout. Yes, I I know I'm talking What's about Ryan. Mel- I know I know I'm talking about Ryan Maltapia, and then I go to Mike Trout, and you go. No, and, and, and again, I'm here folks, for whatever's coming next. <laughs> please take note. Drew did, you know, his eyes did bug out of his head. So just, don't be like. If you're not watching the YouTube, you didn't get to see what my face just did when he. Well, well, there's probably folks that are going, oh yeah, Drew's probably like. I know where you're going with this because yeah, when totally. I think of tapia, I'm also thinking of trout. Straight to Mike Trout. Although time. tilapia is the kind of the perfect in between. But the point being, Mike All Trout, he continues to get better. He continues to evolve and say, "Here's something I don't do well." He gets better at that. Yeah. Um, low batting average and, and, and low uh, contact rate and low success rate uh, with with balls high in the strike zone. What does he do? He goes ahead and adds that to his repertoire. Right. Brian Tapia again is a guy that if all things line up. Maybe he'll get to one all-star game. So he's not in the same class, we know, as Mike Trout or a lot of other guys. But he's still an inexperienced and young enough player that he's adding new elements to his game. He did it last year, and you go, okay, this is something. He's doing it this year. It's something even more. And it's not beyond him to do it again next year where maybe he brings it all together, where there is a bit more power and there isn't as much uh, of, of the singles collecting. Whatever it is, Ramal Tapia is a successful baseball player right now that a lot of clubs would really, really love to have on their team. Yeah. And the Rockies are lucky enough to have them on their team. Right. I, I had somebody uh, tweeting at me. I haven't done it yet. Someone got there before me, and 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 you said <laughs> it. you also said all-star. So, hey, you never – you know. We'll yep. find out, you know, we'll see. let's stuff some ballot boxes. The game's here Please. this year. Let's have some fun. Yes, you let's know? do that. Um, and, and I agree with Shane on the comments saying that Tapia is, his attitude is great for the team. His his infectious joy, the big smile, the the hair when he comes up from the stolen base or from running around and doing Effort, things. And the, yeah, that stuff is infectious, especially Tapitude. when it's come to, yeah. You have the tappy attitude, the tap tapitude. Got a lot of tapitude. Ta- um, not quite as good as tap them all time, but still. That is good. very good. He's Every a part tap- of the hit squad. Uh, him, yeah. Hampson, yeah. Daza in there, you know, ta- uh, Nunez. I like that. He's, he's a slugger, but he's all yeah. part of the hit squad, man. Yeah. They're all part of the hit squad. So second on my list of silver linings for this series, the Colorado Rockies, not as big a thing. Probably if you looked at the stats, you could go straight to Nunez, the Grand Slam, everything like that. I thought Gomber had an understated, very nice outing when he took the mound. Uh, but Justin Lawrence, dude, how do we How do we get wow. this far? We're 15 minutes in and we haven't talked about this dude. They got coming out of the bullpen, throwing from his hip at a hunt, sitting on a hundred miles an hour, not able to dial it up from here. Like, uh, like your, your guy from the, the olden days, uh, Ken to Colby, Walter Johnson. It might be be too long. I was going to say, if you're going to compare, uh, uh, Ryan Maltapia to Mike Trout, I guess I'll go Justin Lawrence. Well, but it is this like 
It doesn't. I remember asking Chad Bettis about this in spring training like two years ago, uh, right before, unfortunately, you know, Lawrence was shut down for quite a while. And he was hucking it in spring training and just making dudes look ridiculous. And Bettis is going, I don't understand physically how it's possible to produce that much velocity from that arm angle. And then you saw his first strikeout of Eduardo Escobar that's like on pitching ninja and stuff. It's a 101 mile an hour running fastball. Like, woo, have a debut. All right, so to back up half a step on Thursday, Hilliard goes down uh, with a high strikeout rate. Yancy Almonte hits the uh, 10-day IL. Ashingado designated for assignment. Again, unfortunately for him, poor guy. Ends up in Cincinnati with Philip Deal and Jeff Hoffman. Oh, no. That's... You know, the Colorado to Cincy pipeline. <laughs> Apparently. Uh, Matt Adams gets his contract selected. He's now on the 40-man. A little bit more of uh, you know major league experience, so he kind of gets the nod over Greg Bird, who is still with the organization. And Justin Lawrence uh, gets called up, makes his debut. We'll get back to him. And then yesterday, Saturday, May 1st, and Zatel unfortunately hits the 10-day IL. Should only miss one start, so that's great. So we're not sure who's going to be the Tuesday starter. It seems like it's going to be Joey Chassin. And Lucas Gilbreth from Westminster, Colorado, another local boy, comes in, makes his debut Saturday night. Also debut. Pitches an inning. Looks good. And that's all. That's the only first we're going to mention. We don't need to talk about the first first, the first pitch. So anyway, Justin Lawrence. Yes, Justin Lawrence is good shit. It's cool shit, too. That's the other thing, right? Again, pitching ninja for anyone who doesn't know. Again, MLB has an image problem where they need to be a little hipper. They need to be, you know, they need to be more on the cutting edge and do different things. That's where you go. If you don't like Trevor Bauer, if you just straight up hate Trevor Bauer, you're missing something. No one should hate Trevor Bauer because he is doing something that's trying to change the game. That's fine. Oh, yeah. No, no. There is. Yeah. I, I don't like Trevor Bauer, but I don't dislike him. He's almost. I'm in the neutral category. He's not a starter. I can He's not a cut. A person's He's like bench. pitches from their Twitter personality. I like, yes. Yeah, and, and, I, yeah. and again, I like what he's doing. His intentionality of, again, trying to maybe flip the script a little bit and say, let's make this about the players because that is what he's doing. And there's other people following his lead. Maybe a little bit better where you don't hate it. You don't hate on him. But again, MLB's got this image problem. And Pitching Ninja does a fantastic job of making baseball cool. And he's basically just said, Justin Lawrence is cool. How about that, Rockies fans? You got a guy that's cool. It's, I mean, it's first reliever that's been cool since. Well, Daniel Barber's cool last year. It, cool in the cool story, but it has a cool dude pitching, doing some unique things first since Adam Adovino. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, it, Oberg was never quite, I mean, local just school, good, but not national. He was just school. good. Oberg was just good. Yeah. Very good. Yes. That, yeah. That's, that's a good point. There's a difference between, between being cool and being just really good. And, sure. and Justin Lawrence has a chance to be both of those things, but you're right right now. It's something that if you're a Rockies fan uh, four days ago and they're going <laughs> to hand the ball to somebody in the sixth or seventh inning, you're just going, I don't, I don't know. I <laughs> just find we'll see, you know, we'll see. And now they're like, well, they're, they're going to run Justin Lawrence out there. He has no experience. He sprays the ball around. You know, the, the command is still iffy. So Godspeed to everyone stepping into the batter's box. But as, as a Rockies fan, you're going, you're perking up. You're, you're watching. You're not doing the dishes during the inning 
when Justin Lawrence is on the mound right now. And so that's that's really cool to have something like that on your team when <laughs> this team needs stuff like that. There, Toppy is another one that's like what, what we were talking about earlier with the kind of infectious attitude. That's part of why that's so important. And uh, this is just no like electricity coming out of the guy's right arm that you just, whoo, exciting right. stuff. Struck out I'll the side in his only second ever appearance. A fantastic two innings pitched, four strikeouts, one walk, two hits. He's cool, man. All right, quick trivia question. How many rookies are on this 26-man roster right now, this second? Give me an answer. God, we've had some debuts. So Trejo debuts. How many does it feel Just like? Gilbert, I'll say You're going to be close. Yeah, you're, you're, I knew you are going to be close. Seven. That's a lot. Again, we've yeah. had two debuts in the last two yeah. days. Yeah. So you got Lawrence and Lucas Gilbreth. Jordan Sheffield, Ben Bowden, who's been a little bit better than you might realize. Again, uh, three times um, in, in recent memory. He's pitched on back-to-back -back days. I like seeing that. So he has had some shorter outings, you know, um, since uh, April uh, uh, 3rd, I think. Or excuse me, April 13th. Seven games, five and a third innings pitch, seven hits, eight walks. So you don't love the amount of hits he's given up. But six Ks, and again, to one walk. So again, yeah. been a little bit better than I think we realized. So you got those four rookies in the bullpen. And then, as you said, Alan Trejo coming off the bench, Jonathan Daza coming in and out, and then Dom Nunez. So a lot of, a lot of rookies coming up, getting some experience again, which is all part of that concept of tanking is that, look, there's going to be people that are going to get those opportunities. You don't, you don't intentionally sign quadruple A players. You say, well, hold on, our, we still have our guys. They're going to make their growth and, you know, you don't necessarily put him in as winning of a uh, situation as you do when you have a winning club. Think Tapia and Dahl from 2017 and 2018, when everyone is banging the drum about those guys being made starters. And you go, well, we got a lot of veterans here that they can share time with. And that worked out pretty well then. Now you just say, look, you're all the rookies just play against each other. And if you're hot, you're in. You're, Fuentes, he's kind of been out. And we've seen more Daza and there's been this balance, and you go, that's okay. They're all going to get playing time. Give them all 450 at-bats. Figure out who's a thing, who isn't a thing. Totally. Yeah, and and we're, we're finding out about some of these guys. Last guy I'll mention who's – and I got to do one of these. So putting a smile on my face, smile brought to you by our good friends at Green Mountain Dental located just 15 minutes outside of downtown Denver and Lakewood there. They got uh, – they treat you really, really well, man. They treat you like family. They take care of you. They can do all kinds of procedures on you. They'll hook you up with a free – Sonicare toothbrush when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam today in other sports. They've been a long time uh, sponsor of DNVR, which means that you got to help them out because it helps us out. It also helps you out. It's a nice little win-win-win situation. Check them out at Green Mountain Dental Group. Just one of the many, many sponsors that are one of the perks of being a member here at the DNVR. Remember, you get all that written content when you become a member and you subscribe. You get a bigger beer down at the DNVR bar. You get discounts on hats, shirts, and masks. You get access to our Discord channel where we're talking about stuff 24-7, whether it's baseball, TV, movies, whatever it is. We're always in there chatting, having a good time, treating each other like family. That's what we do here. Community of Rockies people treating each other well, talking about baseball all the time. And so we want to have you as a part of that. Come and subscribe. We'll hook you up with a free T-shirt from the DNVR Locker. There's all kinds of fantastic designs, including the Larry Walker Hall of Fame, Patrick Sport. Now, I got. I think this is technically a Nuggets one, but you can't really tell. It's just a Nuggets. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, it's got this, the colors. Style. Yeah. yeah. 
But really, it's oh, you're right. It doesn't say nuggets on the skyline. It doesn't say nuggets or basketball or anything. You can just be wearing it around. We've got a few of those. Um, I dig everything that D line makes, but uh, all that stuff. Also, big fan of CBD and Holistic Wellness does it as well as anybody. You can check out their reviews at holisticwellness.com and they'll hook you up. We'll hook you up. I guess we and they are hooking you up with the 10 milligram uh, CBD holistic stick for free again when you sign up. And then after that, use the promo code DNVR30 to get 30% off there. So, all right. Um, you gotta love that. Dom Nunez was the last guy. We, we sort of talked about him a little bit there, but put, putting a smile on my face. And uh, Green Mountain yeah. Dental and Dom Nunez, uh, yeah. a pair to, to create smiles on fans' faces. Yeah, again, he's another guy that I think people are getting uh, hyped about nationally. They're they're kind of realizing, oh, the Rockies have never had a really good catcher. And you know what? Frankly, uh, I went back and looked, and I'm trying to work on something about uh, catchers in the expansion era. And guess what? The Marlins, Rays, and D-backs, they haven't really produced a lot of great catchers either. So. Yeah. I don't feel too bad about that. Don't say that's a Rockies thing. That's kind of been everyone's thing at I mean, this it's, point. It's tough to produce a great catcher. And I um, I was going to be on the Bud Black press conference today. And I don't know, something got messed up with my connection. I, this is the next question that I need to ask him. Hamsters, uh, so you got to rotate your Wi-Fi hamsters? I was like sitting there waiting for it to come on for like an hour. I was like, am I an hour early? I, I could have sworn I was like an hour early. So I just left it up and the Zoom meeting never started. And I was like... I think I had some sort of glitch and it just didn't log me in. But anyway, uh, I want to ask him about that that progress of Nunez because it's like you we talked about this before. You can accept a guy who hits 210, 220 on bases 310, 320, and slugs 510, 520 if he's going to be a great catcher. But it'll be really curious to see if he can do better than that because then you really st- start getting into the conversation of, not just being a guy who, hey, that's a really nice role player, a really quality key part, key cog in your team, but maybe not an all-star type of guy ever, to maybe the Rockies do have their first ever. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Not this season. That's not going to happen. But, he, I mean, among rookies, he's up there among rookies and home runs and RBIs as a catcher. Rookies, not rookie catchers. No, right. Rookies, right. period. In addition to doing a phenomenal job behind the plate, he's a great defensive catcher. But he is, and and you know to hear him hear him talk about it, you know one of, one of the post games recently, um, I asked him a question, and he, and he just basically said, you know what, the name of the game is basically three run home run. Like it, this is nineteen seventies Baltimore Orioles style, Earl Weaver, you know, get two guys on base, you know, uh, by by walk or by crook, whatever it is you got to do, and then you hit the big home run. And to hear a young guy talk about that, you know. You don't talk about that unless you're sort of indoctrinated into that world. And why shouldn't he be? That is the game of baseball right now, the three true outcomes. That's just what it is. It's like, you know what? Swing out of your heels, essentially. Uh, get a good launch angle, all that jazz, and get big home runs. And he knows that's what he needs to do. And as an eight hitter, that's all he has to do. He hits the ball in the air, man. I will say, for all the times I've defended guys like Tapia or Daza or Hampson or whoever, like I like that player or Ichiro if you want to go for the all timers. Back to Juan Pierre, my guy, right? Like I love that type. Uh, Kenny Lofton was oh, a great. Kenny Lofton. Um, I'll be in the Hall of Fame someday. Player, Literally, yeah. One ballot. One again, ballot. And was didn't hit enough home runs for the yeah. Oh. <sighs> Brutal, I mean, right? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. But. Dom Nunez is a, a student of the modern game of baseball. He's a he very cerebral player. 
He understands that I can get away with swinging a miss in a certain number of times, you know, especially against like a guy like Jacob DeGrom. And, and, and we talked about, it. I don't know if you were there for that part, Patrick, when I really broke down, like w- w- selling out. And, and when they talk about keeping a guy honest and how that was not an honest swing from Dom Nunez, but that's okay. It was a, it was a sellout. I think he's going to throw me a fastball right here. And that's what he got. And he does that sometimes. And it's like, that's the total opposite of the way Ryan Altapia hits. <laughs> Which is just, I have no idea what's coming. I'm going to see halfway through. I'm going to decide whether or not I'm going to swing or not. But like, I'll be very curious to see how far Nunez can take this because he's such a student of the game. Tapia is almost the, the, uh, the love child of Vladimir Guerrero Sr. and Juan yeah. Pierre. Like Pierre and <laughs> totally. Vlad Sr. And, and Dom Nunez, man, the dude just can can hit. He's he's just uh, – he's strong throughout his body. Great core. It allows him to, to kind of just turn around on those. And he's – you know, he has somewhat of a, of a short but looping swing where it just has that that uptick on the end, that arc that that just makes it so beautiful. And and again, he doesn't he doesn't need to do that. That's just a, an added benefit. I think that's coming now. Uh, he's not ever going to be able to hit for average. Catchers don't hit for average. That's what made Joe Maurer one of the greatest of all time. For a guy, you go back and look at his Dude. numbers, and you're like, wait, this guy's a Hall of Famer. It's like, well, put compare him to other catchers. You know, guys didn't. You know, he was the only one to win three batting titles, uh, and I think the first to win back to back batting titles since Ernie Lombardi. So only two catchers have ever done that. So it's just so incredibly unique. And that's just batting average. And again, that's not how you win ball games. Go back and read Moneyball from 20 years ago. You have the best batting average in one game. You win maybe 53% of those games. You have the best OPS for a game. You're more likely to win 75% of those games. So that has more value. Getting on base, meaning not making it out, and getting multiple bases instead of just one. And so if you strike out but then hit a double every other time or whatever, maybe every third time, you're you're great. You're golden. And, right. and Don Nunez has been, you know, fantastic for that. And, you know, again, if, in a different world in which the Rockies are contending and every game is a nail biter, those strikeouts are going to be frustrating. Those, those strikeouts are going to come at a bad time and you're going to be going, Dom, why can't you be X, Y, and Z? But this is one of the benefits, I think, also of having a losing team and accepting it is – Dom Nunez has all the freedom in the world to do whatever he wants. If he wants to learn a lesson or Buddy wants him to learn that lesson in this particular game and say, see if you can, you know, hit the ball the opposite way or just hit an easy fly or you want to go, you know, all out for it, you can. And it's no harm, no foul. It's not, you know, Nunez leaves the bases loaded or hits into a double play, you know, to end a ball game. And now the Rockies fall out of, you know, wild card birth. Out, out no, of what? <laughs> what exactly are they falling out of? Right. Exactly. Exactly right. So it, um, it's no harm, no foul right now yeah. for all of these lost boys. Let me ask you a philosophical question. I feel like you you were setting me egg. up for there. Yeah. The egg, egg it is the egg. Okay. Excellent. Let me ask you a second philosophical question in that case. Who has been the more valuable hitter for the Colorado Rockies this season, Rymal Tapia or Dom Nunez? I would still, I would still go with Ryan Maltapia right now, um, because I, I, you know, Elias Diaz has Nunez been has like thirty points of OPS plus on him. It's like one thirty six to Tapia's one oh six. It probably went up. I'm sure Tapia's went up a little bit today, maybe like one ten or something. But like Elias Diaz has not been great. He's four oh six, four oh six OPS. He had a double Ooh. today too. Uh, yeah. Had two hits. Yeah. Um, so like, there's that drop off. But again, out of a catcher. 
And again, he's only doing it three out of every five days, where Tapia is doing it four to four and a half out of every five days. He's doing at the top of the lineup. So he's this catalyst. So he's in that spot. Um, but I mean, you go to the next tier down, it, it's, it, it really is like Tapia story, number one and number two, right there with, with McMahon, uh, right there in the top three. And then Nunez is a close fourth. And then really nobody else. I don't, I don't think yeah. anyone else is in that class. Although Cronio got Cron, hot. Cron, yeah. But, I think Cron's like the next one. Like he's, yeah. And we talked about, you know, Daza's. He's got his in bunches. He's, it's like, totally. the, it's like the, the knock with that A-Rod got a lot in the end of his career for half of his career of like, you know, you're in home runs and games that don't count and don't matter. And it's like, well, you know, you're, you're padding your stats. Like, okay. Yeah, I get it. You know, that that's fine. But if we're, again, we're, we're looking at it in, in this different way of like, who has that true value? Like who are you going to hold on to versus who are you going to let, you know, move on and who's really contributing to this team. You know um, you'd like to see a little bit more consistently from, from Chrome mm-hmm. for sure. I'm going with Crone today on the pronunciation, by the way. I yeah, changed it. I decided to I go mean, back. If, if everyone else gets to change it around, I guess so do we. There's no Jeez. consistency on this. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's also, we got Fuentes and Fuentes. I heard who did. A lot of Fuentes. John Miller uh, for the Giants, uh, for those of you that, that Jack Corgan's been doing Fuentes a little, too. He's he's had a little Fuentes. Little. I'm wondering. Fuentes. But, but. John Miller made it into like a three-syllable thing. He, he did. did like a Fuentes. I heard yeah. Fuentes, and I was like, "No, no, you trying? No, come on." He might have said like "fu woo," like he might have said "fu Fuentes. He really the, gave a little extra "ooh" on it. Diamondbacks guys get a lot of extra in there as well, and so get, that is partially what happens when you play in the mountain time zone. Is no one knows how to pronounce it. I mean, Ryan Altapia. There's still like two percent of people in MLB don't know. Is it more? I don't know what percentage of it's, baseballers don't know. Brian Maltapia, yeah. What do you? What's the number on that one? Mm, still pretty high. Still pretty high. Yeah. Under ten. Did you right. see the devastating news, by the way, for your double unique? Wait, what? There's another Tapia. No. The Mariners added a. a I want to say a relief what? pitcher. This is catastrophic in my in, in the world <laughs> of baseball. Nerd I know you had told me this, and I was so excited. Oh, we, we, we all like the the comments were blowing up with excitement over the double uh, unique Domingo Tapia. Domingo oh, Tapia man. for the Rymel's name goes is just gone. It's off it just, the list. I will tell you the weirdest mispronunciation. I've heard. I I had thought I had heard all the mispronunciations possible of Rymel Tapia's name over the. Close to a decade now, I've been following this young man. Good. Tapia, Tapia, Tapia is correct. Tapia, Tapia I've heard. Close. What are you Ooh, doing there? Really? Yeah. yeah, a lot of us started in the early days. It was we all thought Raymel. Easy to understand where that would come. Uh, yes, he eventually yes. corrected us to Raymel. Okay, okay, correct. But in MLB the show, and it's entirely um, an emphasis thing. It's entirely the emphasis. Emphasis, the wrong emphasis, the emphasis on the wrong syllable. Yeah. Exactly right. Exactly right. Uh, they call him Rymel. Rymel Tapia. And I just go, I, I don't right. know why that bothers me so much. It just does. I actually think in the pronunciation guide, it is Rymel. So it's like Rymel. Rymel. It's not Rymel. We say Rymel, but we I actually do. think in Maybe the pronunciation guide, it is correct. It is correctly Rymel. Yeah, right it now. is. It's it's again. A baseball know. reference does have that pronunciation. It's capital R Y E. 
It's Rymel Tapia. Yeah. Rymel Tapia. Not Rymel. Rymel Tapia. Rymel is too. It's Matt Baskerish and doing it. Rymel. I don't know. You know what? Because of <laughs> you know the relationship that you have with Rymel for a while, uh, for so long, I think he can forgive you, Drew Crease man. Drew Crease man, I think he will forgive you, Drew Crease man. Man of Crease. Oh, Drew Crease man. I can get used to that. Drew Crease man. Um, <laughs> all right. On on the note of some of the things, some of the many things that did not go well for the Colorado Rockies in this series. I'll, I'll start with this most recent one here in the, the final game that looked rough because I think it's the most disappointing on the large scales. The Daniel Bard is just not having a good season. And it's no. brutal, man, because like the stuff is there. He's touching 99, a hundo with the fastball. The slider still has some bite. Now he's hanging it here and there, and the location's not there, but there are times he has it, times he just doesn't. And it just, every time he goes out there, he's given up runs. He couldn't even complete the inning today. And it just, you know, pretty, pretty much lost the game uh, on his own after Rockies made a, a little inspirational comeback there late. And it just, you know, it's one of those guys you're hoping that maybe has a nice year and they find a way to trade him, or maybe he just goes out on a nice story or whatever, too. But especially after being comeback player of the year and, and such an inspirational thing to see him struggle like this, it just sucks. Yeah, it's a bummer. You know, he uh, in nine innings pitched this year, uh, five walks. So, like, that's obviously mm. not uh, that, that's a big indicator. Um, hitters are batting 363 against him, you know, and, and today obviously, you know, bumped those numbers up a bunch but yeah you know he hasn't necessarily been himself also he he's he prepared himself and again i, I don't want to put words in his mouth but he prepared himself for a different season this is a six month long season versus two months where he could say you know what, i can go all in and you know even if we, if we make the postseason i'll figure it out i'll 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 make this dial turn to 11 but you know what i'm going 10 all out so that when the last game comes sure. i'm gonna have nothing in the tank i can do that i can push myself to that because if if i want to continue playing I almost going to need to do that. And so, you know, maybe he did, maybe he did push it in London for two months and now he's got a six month season and he's approaching it just a little bit differently. And so he's, he's figuring that out. He's, he's almost a, a new pitcher again. And so right now doesn't look good uh, as much as we love projections and say, Hey, Ryan Maltapia's, uh, did I do it right that time? Ryan Maltapia, you know, he's on pace for this many hits and, uh, Ryan Mickman is uh, is is on pace for fifty five home runs, whatever it may be. Right. Don Nunez is on pace for you know this many triples. We love the projections when it's positive, but when it's negative, we want to kind of discourage and say, "Well, it's not going to go that way." And I think that's fair, and that's that's fine. We're again, we're in the entertainment business to a degree, but we also think Daniel Bard's not going to continue to be this bad. Ryan McMahon's not going to continue to be this great, where he's totally. going to be challenging Roger Maris for anything. But at the same time, we can still talk about it and have fun. So that being said, you know, I, I, I'm, Bart is, is going to be all right and, and should be all right in general. Maybe sitting on the IL is going to help him out uh, a little bit, take a, a somewhat of a break. He was going out there to try, you know, to I think I think for a two inning outing. So a different approach there, you know, he might have been left of center of that. That could have been part of it. So you can forgive him. And again, that's one of the nice things you can do. When you're 10 and 18. Well, right. And and again, it's if you are looking at the long term, if you're really looking at the hardcore, you know, nuts and bolts of this thing, Daniel Bard was unlikely to be a part of the next successful Rockies team anyway. So if he's yeah. the reason you're losing ball games, no big deal. 
And like you just said, you can kind of roll him back out there. You can give him time to figure it out. Hopefully, if he does, he either becomes a decent trade commodity or, hey, it's just nice that he's a little bit better. Um, but for – yeah, it's just, it's just not one of those things – you know, I had some people asking me, you know, do they got they got to get him out of the, the closer role or they got to move him. Maybe they got to change this. They got to do that. And again, these are all talking points that would be totally fair if the Rockies were after that wild card spot or, or really trying to, to go after the division like they were in 2018. But in this moment, it's just like. Let him work it out. One one other thing, too, and I, I've, it's been a while. Oh, this could take me back to the Walt Weiss days. It's been a little while since I've made this particular uh, point is you, as you've got to put yourself in the shoes of the manager and ask yourself this question. Okay, Daniel Bard's not your closer anymore. So who is? You know, you can't just you go and get the next guy. Like I heard, um, oh, shoot, who's the the kid? The Diamondbacks kid made Ooh, a couple of defensive yeah, today made a couple of defensive errors. Um, Josh Rojas? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's right. And, and the fans were kind of getting on him and booing him and stuff. And it's like... Eduardo Escobar made two today. Oh, oh it's Escobar. Okay. It, and and the fans are kind of getting, you know, they're booing him. And it's like, what are you expecting to happen here? Like the manager to come out and put in a better player? Like you got one sitting around? Uh, you know, like he was having a rough game. It's like, it's not football. It's not football where a guy misses two field goals and you go, I've kind of lost confidence in this guy. I may need to go to my backup and it could be fine. Like it's not the same. Right. And so, you know, if if the Rockies had a bunch of other guys in their bullpen who were just on fire right now, I'd say, sure. Let someone else close ball games for a minute. But legitimately I'm asking you this as somebody who sees the potential and the talent and the quality and, and I don't cringe any time. Well, again, cause I don't expect the Rockies to win baseball games. So I don't cringe when they come out there, but Carlos Estevez throws some gas. Kinley throws some gas. We just talked about how cool and exciting Justin Lawrence is. Yancy Almonte, I think is going to get better. And I want to see him get out of the other side of this thing. Like I want to see Daniel Bard get out of the other side of this thing, but who are you? Carlos Estevez is your closer right now. Fine. I'm oh, okay. But that Givens. Okay, sure. Both Actually, of those guys have been very good well, in their last few outings. And Estevez's last five games, five and two-thirds innings pitch, no earned runs. He gave up one run, but it was unearned, right? Uh, no walks, the, four hits, yeah. six Ks, six, a 3.60 ERA now. And Michael Givens hasn't allowed a walk since his first appearance on April 3rd. His last five games, five, four and two-thirds, four hits, no runs, no earned runs. So five straight scoreless outings, zero walks, three Ks. Okay, those are good options. How often are you going to flip back and forth? How many blown saves? And again, as you said, what's the benefit to winning these games? You don't want to lose them. You're you're not putting Daniel Bard out there no. to lose, right? You're, but it's it's hard. I I understand the frustration from fans because look, if you're going to play the game, you might as well try to win the game, right? Yeah. But nevertheless, uh, I I could see why it's better. You might be setting up Estevez and. Givens up for better success, having them in these spots. And Drew, it's going to bring a tear to your eye when I say this. This is the moment. Carlos Estevez is a free free agent Mm. after next season, Mm. which does mean when we talk about guys on the trade block, we saw it with Sung Wan Oh. We saw it with Michael Givens originally. Guys that are on uh, uh, not a two-year deal, but look, you got them for the remainder of this season plus next year. Those guys are very attractive. 
So Carlos Estevez could be one of those guys that we say goodbye to. He's, he's, uh, I think he's the only one that fits in that camp of will be a free agent in uh, after the 2022 season. But nevertheless, okay, you want to maybe set those guys up for success and say, hey, dude, you're you're either the goat or you're the goat or you're the goat. You're the I was going to say, time, I mean, that's the, the best reason, the reason to go to those two guys. And when you first said Given's name, I was like, that's actually the perfect guy to go to. If you want to do this, if you want to showcase somebody for a trade, and actually if Givens is going to continue to have a great season, I really like Michael Givens. I advocated for the acquisition of him. I defended him when he wasn't doing well. You defended so, him pretty well and, and fairly. I right, defended him. In fact, small sample size. Oh, he wasn't the, good. Yeah, you're right. He wasn't. But is he going to be better? Yeah. yeah. How how would you not realize that he's going to you know, be better? And he's be- been so far. Before I knew what was going to happen with Josh Fuentes' cousin on the day that they didn't pay David Dahl for some really stupid reason, I did make the argument that if you only had $3 million for one of the two of them, I'm still giving it to Michael Givens. When, again, when I thought the team was going to be competitive. Now that they're not, I think, it, again, unless you plan on extending this guy for a while and you expect him to be around and you do want to turn around and be good next year, there's a lot that would have to go into that. Showcasing him for a trade is the best thing that you can do. He's a good pitcher. He's been good elsewhere, so his entire stat history isn't wrapped up in the quagmire of Coors Field. You can just go, look, he was really, really good for a while. He's really good right now. Uh, you know, if, if you move him into that closers role, he collects a few saves too, shows that he's got an opportunity to, or the ability to do that, not flinch. I think you got a few of them out in Baltimore, but not a ton. Um, and and so you go, yeah, that absolutely makes him much more attractive to a trade partner. Uh, CJ Chrome is another guy that I think you do this with, that you know, love seeing him hit. Hate seeing him field. We could talk about the terrible defense in this series, but it basically it, 90% of it came down to CJ Crone not being a good first baseman. All right, Drew, you're <laughs> gonna be shocked by this because I was too. And this isn't a reason to not, you know, to not be a fan of outs above average. You know, great, great new statistic. Um by, by at baseball savant and statcast. Uh, they have they have how they have that. Um Daza, Hampson, Ryan McMahon, all lead the team with two outs above average. Uh, the cousin, zero. So Ryan McMahon, better defender so far this year, according to outs above average. But at negative three, C.J. Crone uh, has the lowest and worst outs above average. Another Rockies player is at negative three. Who is that player? And I already is told you. Be a little, I already told you you'd be a little surprised. So that should be is helpful. No, not, not, not Ryan Altapia, no. Um, He's in negative one, I believe. Hmm. Might be a little surprised. So you're thinking Hampson? he's a good defender. No, I don't. I just said he's positive too. He's tied for the lead. Oh, you just gave me not Nunez. No, not Dom Nunez. Because they do catching poorly. Um not Alan Trejo, because we know he's a defensive whiz. Right. I am. He hasn't really been around long enough. I've been enough. And Blackman. He's at negative two. Not a shock. Well, well that's not a shock. Disappointing, yeah. but not a shock. He was better last year, but smaller. Yeah, we don't. Sure, sure. Them. And again, it's still a small sample size. It's a month. It's a right, month. right. Good, good point. But as you mentioned, guys are pacing themselves. But you'd be shocked because this is a guy that one of us on the pod had said gold glove uh, as a potential if you were to get enough playing time. Oh, man. And it was me. Oh, no. And he used to have a family member on the team. Come on. You got the rookie question. You nailed the rookie question. Yeah. I know. I know. Josh Fuentes, right? right? No Josh Fuentes is at negative three. Now, again, these are like specific sense. plays. And that the other weird thing mean. is 
I think yeah. going into the weekend, Ryan McMahon was at four outs above average. And now he's only at two, so he must have again, I, I, I gotta I gotta I really polish up on how that's tabulated. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I was a little I was surprised by that, especially since again, you look at, at Crone over at first base and you go, Yep, negative three. That's about that's about right. That's yep. about right. Whereas Fuentes, you go, Really? Oh, hmm. Okay. Hmm. Strange. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. As long as, long as you got Crone uh, out there, though, you've, you've you've got a bad insurance policy for the entire rest of your defense. It's not good. Not what you need. What you need is to get a better insurance. And you should check out our friends at Gabby. That's what it stands for. G-A-B-I. Get a better insurance. That's exactly what they help you do. That's exactly what they help me do. I was paying 480 bucks too much a year on car insurance. That's just on car insurance. They might... You might have home insurance, whatever else you got going on. You'd be insuring your scooter like our guy, Eric Weedham. He had so much stuff. He was being charged over a grand a year too much. It takes less than 10 minutes. Hop on GABI.com slash DNVR. Check them out. They'll give you a bunch of quotes. You just pick the one you like the best and you immediately save money starting today at GABI.com slash DNVR. Also... Since you're saving money there, you can spend a little extra and then potentially make a little extra with our friends at DraftKings. You know DraftKings is the top-rated sportsbook app in, well, really anywhere. Uh, (laughs) I was going to specify this country, but why do that? Anywhere. Anywhere in the world, it's the best-rated sportsbook app. It's so much fun to get on there. Uh, Whether you're betting before games, whether you're taking a little over-under on some strikeout stuff, a little little over-under on the total runs, whoever's going to win the baseball game. Maybe you're betting at bat to at bat, going on the other sports. Got into the NFL draft there for a little while. I'm pretty sure that was out here. I think you can bet on whether or not Aaron Rodgers will end up in Denver now. Stuff like that. Yeah, who's going to – who are we going to see first play a game in Denver? Aaron Rodgers or Brendan Rodgers? Oh, wow. That's the question. That's the question. (laughs) Um, well, and and you know what we 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 got the answer pretty quickly. Who's going to also appear uh, in Denver? Justin Lawrence or Trevor Lawrence? That was an easy one. But the Rogers right. one, there's got there's some legs to that one. We'll see. I I hope it's very clearly Brendan. I I almost pray that it's Brendan. <laughs> I mean, it's got to be right. Oh, um, good vibes. Good vibes are going away, B Rod. Come on, man, you got this. Also, they'll let you bet on some fighting, not just, you know, random fighting, but the hits keep on coming. There's a boxing event coming up this next weekend. You pick a fighter to win and they will hook you up with $1, turn it into $55 when you bet on this weekend's main event and just pick the winner. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook going all out for New Year's by offering them a chance to win $55 and placing a bet of $1 on this weekend's big fight. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. I love boxing events. I just love them. We haven't seen a, a Rockies boxing event in a while, right? It was just the cousin charging on Luis Perdomo. That's right. It's, uh, two years ago, there was there was a little dust up a, between Rockies and Mets. That's exactly that was at City. the phrase I was, was going to use, a little dust, dust up. Because uh, Daniel Murphy was. was in the middle of that one. <laughs> he, he popped up on the Twitter feed today when he saw that Alan Trejo play. Someone's like, 
that Daniel Murphy would have made that one. We see you out there. That was a good, that was a good reference. Uh, but that was kind of the last, besides like a little chirping. Yeah, that, yeah. There that. hasn't been much, uh, not much bad blood, not much going back and forth. No, no. no. Pretty, things have been pretty cordial. <laughs> <laughs> when you're just losing, uh, when you're just out there not getting hits with runners in scoring position, committing errors, and not having a good bullpen. Uh, and even, you know, the starting pitching was disappointing in this series. Sensatella couldn't get through the fifth. Chi-Chi looked like he was cruising. He couldn't get through he, the he fifth. He looked good again. Yeah. I know. Uh, you trade know. chip. Trade chip. Yeah. Yeah. Again, you, you, you almost need bodies going forward, too. That's the other piece is if he really is something, and he doesn't have to be the thing, he is something, which we've saw, we've seen so many glimpses of it the last two seasons, right? Like, a, a lot more than from some other guys, and here totally. you go. Uh, we, we're good. We can use we can use some guys who has glimpses here and there enough that actually. Can be consistent. Um, I flipped on the Diamondbacks podcast or pff, podcast. Yeah, they were. You know how how the Diamond live box, podcast. They were doing yeah. the, the podcast during the game. Uh, <laughs> on the gracious. FM dial, the FM uh, podcasts. Yeah, and they were basically saying the exact same thing. You know, every every good team needs a Chichi Gonzalez, even oh, yeah. if he has to go into their bullpen for a little while, make an emergency start, pick up a couple of innings. You know, whatever it is, and and he's been very consistent. You know, did end up getting tagged a little bit there in the fifth inning. Had to come out of the game. And they loaded John, the lineup against him with lefties. Yeah, I know. Very right? well against Chichi, and it took him a while to it, finally come around. It really him. did. I was surprised. Um, John Gray, I thought, you know, didn't have a, a, a terrible outing by any means. Yeah. The, that inning where, you know, four runs came in after the the bouncer double over the first baseman's head. That's my least favorite hit in all of baseball, except, of course, when you're on the winning side of it, right? But that's so frustrating when uh, somebody hits a ball into the dirt at 89 miles an hour and it just bounces over the first baseman's head. You never want to see the first baseman's back running towards something, right? <laughs> yeah, like, no, those right? are the worst. It's like, oh, no. Totally. Uh, so, you know, I mentioned earlier that I thought Gomber actually looked very good. He went six solid innings, two earned runs. Again, the defense behind him, very not helpful. Uh, but even some of the things where, like you saw, uh, Alan Trejo made that one, you know, very uncharacteristic error where he threw the ball a little bit high. You're not going to see that very often. And then like two plays later, he had the opportunity to show off what he can actually do oh, yeah. as a defensive player. Uh, so even those kinds of things, like I'm not worried about the deep, like Trevor's story, you know, both of his errors were again on Chrome as much as Fuentes needs to slow down and throw that baseball and, and help out John Gray by being the more calm person in that situation is still that hop is very handleable for a quality first baseman. Uh, so keep hitting CJ or ratchet up that trade value. Uh, but you know, Matt Adams. Hey, a thing. I I said this privately and then I, I shared it publicly. I I'll I totally look, guys. I like Matt Adams. I, I've enjoyed Matt Adams' entire career. I forgot from the day they announced that the Rockies had yeah. signed him <laughs> until the day they announced they were calling him up. I was like, oh yeah, they did sign Matt Adams, huh? Yeah, Kevin Henry and I in the last homestand, we were talking about some guys at the alternate site. I was like, oh, yeah, okay, let's do a quick little run through, thinking like, all right, who's maybe next to get called up? And he popped up to Matt Adams. I was like, oh, that's right, that's right. Oh, that's 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 one of the many reasons why I'm good friends with Kevin Henry from Rock's Pile. <laughs> you got to be he, friends with he's Kevin. tabs on that. Yeah. He's the best. Totally. Um, so, yeah, and then you got Greg Bird. And, and yeah, we don't have a minor league season. He, he actually, that's well, when you typically know those things. Yeah. Tuesday, Matt by Adams. the way. 
Tuesday. MLB, uh, MILB starts up minor leagues. But, yeah, Adams should play today. I took a shot at the lineup before uh, before the game in our private Slack today. I, I said, hey, let's then look. And I basically said Matt Adams batting fifth. Like, this is a guy who's taken two at-bats this year. Looked bad all of last year. He's kind of hanging on. He just sort of it's in the alternate site for the Colorado Rockies. Look, it's not, you know. And, and then they and here's there. another. It's fine. You're right. Here's another um, element to having some of these veteran guys. You do not want to overexpose your young players when they're not ready, right? You want to set them up for success. So we're seeing Jordan Sheffield, and we're still saying this guy is the greatest relief pitcher ever. I mean, yeah, he's he finally gave, gave up a run. Um, but, like, really low earring. That's fine. Like, again, there, there's a future. Like, there's a trajectory, and you do not want to have a young guy's confidence get completely shattered and, and, and obliterated, right? So you got to set these guys up for success. And some of that success that you're setting them up for is just bide your time, work on a skill set, whatever it might be, in AAA for when it's your time, come get some plate appearances, learn some things, realize, yeah, you know what, what coach is trying to teach me? I really do need to focus on that. I can get away with it at AAA, but here in the majors, not so much. So I got to work on that. So as much as you want to see – you know, Colt Walker at third base and McMahon at, at second base and Trejo or uh, Hampson at shortstop, Brett Boswell in center field, like all these young guys all over the place. Like, you know, that, that can be hard. I, I, I don't want to say they're, they're going to uh, cannibalize one another. There's going to be some atrophy there almost. And it's like, that's not good. You want them to have some kind of natural growth and have protection, have guys in the lineup batting behind them or batting ahead of them that says, Hey, look, instead of being a, uh, at the plate with nobody on base every single time. Now there's somebody on base. The pitcher's doing something different. Right. Now I can work on that skill set and stuff. So those veterans still have that importance, I think. And again, they might not. Some of them might not be exciting. Some of them might not be around very long. But you know, they they do they do have value. Whether you're tanking or not, you can even be in the middle. You can even be in the transition. If if this is part of a strategy that we're seeing with the Rockies, whether it's in 2021 or the next couple seasons. You're going to need guys like Matt Adams in 22, 23, 24, uh, not to take up space, but to protect some of your young guys until they're ready or force them to be ready and say, look, you need to learn a couple of lessons. You can probably play right now in the majors, but you got to learn a couple of lessons, right? And, and and we see that with young guys all around baseball, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Jared Kelnick, maybe a little bit less so, but he's being taught a lesson or was uh, by the Mariners before he got hurt. And, you know, a lot of these young guys, that David Dahl, we saw that in the low levels of the minor leagues uh, for missing a flight. So that that just happens. Pavin Smith was picking his brain. I don't know if you saw that when uh, Adams got a couple of singles in the game. He goes over. You saw Pavin Smith going over. I mean, Matt Adams has been around the game for a long time. Someone whose brain you want to pick a little bit, talk to him a little bit, even if you're just kind of shooting the shit or whatever. So I've got to – I want to end today's show on a bold prediction – Brought to you by our friends at Manscaped. That's right. Be bold. Be Manscaped. It's 2021. Fellas, fellas, don't be the last dude out there who's not man. Just letting it flow. Free 70s bush on. You You don't need all that. No one needs all that. Get Manscaped. If you haven't already, it's well past time. You can get 20% off and free shipping when you use promo code DNVR. Hell of a deal. Got to do it. You got the trimmer, the spritzer, boxers. You know all the stuff. Again, promo code DNVR manscaped.com 20% off in the free shipping. Here's my bold prediction for the year. Your Colorado Rockies will not be no hit this season. 
It's not going to happen. We've seen some no-hitters this year. We've seen the Rockies come very close to being no-hit this year. Um, that's part of the reason, actually, why I've, I've come through on this prediction. I think we are seeing the worst of this team-wide offense now we've talked about it before. They're young. They're inexperienced. It's their first couple of times dealing with the course field hangover effect. And they've dealt with some very, very quality pitching. Uh, I, I think as the season goes on, these guys are going to get a little more uh, wind beneath their wings, as it were. And, and the contact guys, the you know, the contact guys of Hampson, Tapia, Daza are going to keep you around for those opportunities to spray one out there. Like, look at the games where they didn't go get no hit, right? Infield singles from Hampson or, or spray shots from Tapia. And you're like, it counts, dude. Whatever, Trevor Bauer, take that. Uh, so, yeah, that that's kind of where I'm at. And then you're going to have your times where, where Charlie Blackman or Trevor Story, uh, you know, play like the kind of star hitters there. We'll see how long Story's on the team that could impact this as well. But that's my bold prediction for the remainder of the season. Uh, The Colorado Rockies will not get no hit this year. The question is, what happens if there's a doubleheader? There's somebody on a fit. Nope. Doesn't get Michaela already convinced me. Those don't count. (laughs) So a, I, I think those should count. And B, this is the more important question. You are not saying they won't get no hit in seven innings. You're saying they're not going to get no hit in a nine inning game. So, because as long as you clarify that, that's correct. Then everyone goes, anyone goes, no, Drew said no, no hit. Yeah. He, but he clarified that it could happen for seven innings. Yeah. Or, or are you saying not even for seven? I, I mean, I, 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 I'm not going to go on on that, on that lane. You never. I know think anyone could do work. seven. Yeah, I, I think it's thing. more likely. I think that's it's the, more likely you can do seven. Of, of course. Of course it is. That's that's the whole problem with the like, like I, I'm down with their whole campaign and like I, like I said, I, I even said it on the podcast when Michaela and I were talking about it, like we'd be so doing all of that stuff if it was a Rockies guy who had thrown a no hitter or whatever. But right. it, the hardest part of throwing a no hitter is completing a no hitter. It's just uh, it just it, it's obvious. It's it's the real thing, and so it's just like no, I, you have to seven inning no outs. hit ball. Seven inning yeah. no hit ball is a gray area. And I'll defend you on that because you 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 went there. But if they also get one hit in nine innings, I'm go. Uh, I'm I, I'm gonna. It it leans more towards the no hit okay. zone. My my mother will take your bet on the on the full. Just not even in the not even in a doubleheader. She's saying in every single baseball game, the Rockies not played this year. Not even in a seven year, inning. Not even in a seven inning doubleheader will they have zero hits on the board when the game is over. I like that she's bold enough to go there. I'll stick with my initial, you know, no nine inning full game complete seven maybe official different maybe. Is, I think it is different. Maybe it's not by a lot. It is different. Yes, it maybe not by a lot, yeah. but it is it is different. I think you could catch anybody maybe on a bad day. And have a seven inning no hitter. I, I think that's possible. Right. I mean, again, it, it happened against Atlanta, and right. I think all three of us had Atlanta winning that division uh, right. in the NL East. So you right. go, yeah, it, with Acuna Jr., Freeman, Swanson, like Ozzy They got some hitters on that they team. Got some guys, no doubt about it. They got some dudes. So you know, I'm I'm with that. I I, I will defend you if it's a seven inning one, uh, at, because that's different. That's it's not a gray area. It's definitively. We're making it a non-gray area here. Let's do this. If they 
come through and my mother is correct we have to go full on at the end of the season if we haven't already because you did the hit squad thing earlier we have to make eric make that a shirt that is her reward for winning this bet if if they get no if they have a hit in every single game that they play this year Mm. we have to make a hit squad shirt how do you know that's what she wants I, she might. She may want uh, intuition. She might want like a Tracy Ringlesby T-shirt from Kansas City. I, that's a random. <laughs> I'm like, I was gonna say George Brett, but I'm like that has no bearing on the Rockies. But what about Tracy Ringlesby? My mother she, would love a, a George Brett T-shirt from. What about a DNVR Tracy Ringlesby crossover replica belt buckle? Now that's what's now, up. Now that's what I. Now that that just we sounds classy. That. We all yeah. want that. No Who one has said it yet, but we all want that. Now that you've willed it into our minds, dear D-Line Co. When are you making belt buckles, bruh? <laughs> right? Katie wants yoga pants. Uh, but DNVR yoga pants. DNVR yoga pants. Are we we're not going looking like to go juicy style like across the dairy? I, I think you'd have it all over. It's like one of those you'd have Oh, you like know. a little print. All right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Like, like you have the Nike swoosh and like a million Nike swooshes just all over. It's yeah. a fabric. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm with that. I could get into it. Now that I do yoga, <laughs> I understand the use of having those. Do pants. you? You do. DDPY. DDP. DDPY. Jamama's yoga. That's right. By the way, long story short, get out of here. Since it's, it's we're at the one hour five minute mark, yeah. um, I had to get a storage unit, and I got a discount because the guy was a wrestling fan. Oh really? He's from North Carolina. He's like, you don't happen to like because he 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 recognized Artists? I had a yard. I had, a, I had a Yard Goats hat on, so we talked nice. minor league baseball. He's typing up the paperwork, bing, bang, boom. Then he goes, you know, happen to like wrestling. And I go, yes, we can be best friends. And shout out to Lance. Um, <laughs> didn't tell him what I do here for a living, but got a discount. And we're just swapping Ric Flair stories. He's like, man, WWE, what they're doing is ridiculous. I go, yeah, but what about AEW? He's like, yeah, AEW. Thank you, please. They so, really signed Tessa Blanchard? They did? I didn't know that. I just saw a thing on Twitter. I don't know if that's real, but if that's real, that's easily the weakest part of their division just got way better if they did that. A female member of the Pinnacle could uh, join her dad, right? In, that's right. In Pinnacle. That's uh, right. MJF's uh, yeah. stable there. Oh, she's such a good heel, too. She's so good. She's a great wrestler. Who be? Like, <laughs> who, it's who been a while be, since we've done this, actually. Who, very long. Uh, who who would be the female uh, wrestler in AEW that would be good for? The inner circle, right? Because we got those two sides feuding. All if Tessa right. Blanchard goes pinnacle, I, I don't you know. know. I, when when they were getting super cultish at first, I kind of wanted Abaddon to go there, but it doesn't make sense for Abaddon to join Not the right faction, now. right? It it would really have to be yeah, super weird. Shout so, out like, local wrestler. Yeah, I love her. Um, yeah, one of those. Um, I don't know who do they mean. Um, What's her name who just dropped the belt? The Japan. I don't know if you saw the tournament that they did too, but the Japanese wrestlers, uh, the, the uh, women Japanese wrestlers no, were remarkably entertaining. Uh, they were so good. Abaddon is taking on one of them, I think, uh, coming up. Might be a yeah, EW or one or one of the other ones. Yeah, oh, they're so good. I could see one of them joining uh, joining the inner circle. Jade Cargill, maybe. I mean, that would that would be interesting. I like to see maybe Cargill versus Tessa Blanchard match up there. Blood and guts coming up this weekend. That would be a great opportunity for a debut. In fact, even Tessa doing a run in and 
I don't know. Uh, did you see st- stunning? You know Jericho. I'm sure he would um, love to put her over. Tessa Blanchard versus Taya Valkyrie when they were in Impact. They had a hardcore match. That was I up. vaguely remember that. It was intense. I was like, okay, <laughs> fair enough. So we got we got up. To, what's her uh, What's her WWE name? Do you remember on NXT? Valkyrie. I don't yes. know what she changed it to. I have no idea. Frankie Monet. Is that right? I hate yeah. that so okay. entirely. Saw her uh, locally. Actually, I've, I've seen both of those. Tessa Blanchard and Taya Valkyrie here locally. My uh, my wonderful and lovely fiance has had an opportunity to meet and photograph both of those incredibly strong, scary, and gorgeous women. And and, and when Taya Valkyrie was there, was she also there with her husband, Johnny DNVR Rockies? Or whatever he went by at that point? And that... <laughs> Who is her boyfriend? Well, she's married to uh, John Morrison, WWE. Oh, that's right. That's, no, that was there. That was their gimmick, and Johnny Impact, and then he was Johnny, Johnny Mundo Lucha, and like Johnny, yeah. uh, Lucha, <laughs> yeah. uh, Lucha Underground. And yeah. So he's Johnny insert Wherever name he of is. yeah, you know, Federation, whatever it may be. So he's Johnny DMVR nah, Rockies. I, mean, I, I would love to see him. He's amazing. Now he did. He didn't come out, but Tessa and Ricochet were at the same show. They were an item at the time, but they're they're with different people now. They are. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know who, but let's let's really spill the tea here. Right, like that, who's dating who in the wrestling we, world? We went into the wrestling thing and then into like the underground, like who's do who's yeah dating who. And surprisingly, <laughs> we're getting more viewers. The more gossipy we're getting, Cormac is texting everybody like, "Guys, they're doing it. They're talking about who's dating who. They're getting into it, man." Like I heard, so and so is with so and so now. Um. All right. That's a good. That's a good spot to end it on. <laughs> We That's name dropped Cormac Battle. What's up, bro? We, did. we miss you. We, we haven't did. seen you in a while. Yeah. I was thinking I was going to give you a, a start bench cut on Rymac, Cormac, or the Big Mac. And is that Mark McGuire or the sandwich? I don't know. Oh, yeah. But oh, okay. Uh, yeah, but Cormac, Cormac right now is a start for me. I'm, start. I'm yeah, it's Cormac. a total start. Rymac, you got to have around on your bench. I don't, I don't need Big Macs. I don't need any of that. I'm going to say it's the sandwich, not the person. Yeah. I, like yeah. the person I get all my beef from Hassel Cattle Company. It's all Wagyu. That's all I need. So. That's it. All right, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, despite the losing, we had a whole lot of fun uh, at least doing these shows and hanging out with all of you. We appreciate you. We're going to keep doing them. They're going to keep playing baseball games, and we're going to keep talking about whatever happens out there. So keep hanging out with us. Follow everyone on social media at Patrick D. Lyons. Follow at Michaela E. Perkins, even though she couldn't make it to this one, an integral part of everything that we're doing here at the DNVR uh, you got to follow at Drew Creaseman, of course. That's me. And at DNVR underscore Rockies. You got to subscribe to the DNVR.com for all the written content, the discounts on the hats, the shirts, the masks, the bigger beer when you come down to the DNVR bar, the free holistic stick, and the free shirts when you order that annual and access to the Discord channel. There's a, I can't list everything you get for becoming a member. There's too many things, but you got to do it. Today is the day. Make it happen if you haven't before. Other than that, just keep being absolutely awesome out there. We promise to continue being absolutely Patrick Lyons and Drew Creaseman in here. And until next time, we will see you at the ballpark.